This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. April 11, 1957, at the prestigious Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City, the annual Franco-American Charity Gala, April in Paris Ball, is organized for the very, very high class, according to one of the attendees. The evening is in full swing. Politicians and Hollywood stars mingle, indulging in delicious dishes, clinking their crystal glasses amidst a festive buzz. Among them, rising actress Marilyn Monroe and Senator John Fitzgerald Kennedy. She struts, playing her role as a rising actress to perfection. She knows she is the center of attention and embraces it. In the eyes of her audience, her appearance is her main asset, after all. As for John Kennedy, he circulates among the politicians already harboring the wild dream of becoming President of the United States. It is at this moment that the two protagonists meet. It is at this moment that the Marilyn Monroe-John Fitzgerald Kennedy duo is born. Who hasn't heard of the iconic affair between Marilyn Monroe and John Fitzgerald Kennedy? Did this relationship ever truly exist? Everything varies depending on accounts, films, documentaries. Between the idealized myth and reality, a verdict must be reached. But can it truly be done? You're listening to Love Me, Love Me Not. Marilyn Monroe and John Fitzgerald Kennedy, Episode 1, An April Evening in New York City. Dozens of photographers capture the moment, and especially the actions of the star, whose radiance is heightened by the sparkling chandeliers. John Fitzgerald Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe fall in love at first sight. From the moment they meet, they are magnetized, unable to be apart. It's a love at first sight that doesn't fail to make those around them talk, as if hypnotized by the electrifying energy that emanates from them. In reality, it seems more likely that they are introduced by a mutual friend. Despite Jackie Kennedy accompanying the president and the actress already being engaged to playwright Arthur Miller, John's brother, Robert Kennedy, alias Robbie, is also present. The three exchange a few jokes briefly, not going beyond the stage of small talk. As soon as Marilyn and John meet, the versions diverge. How can we know the truth more than 65 years later? Whatever the reality behind their encounter, both are captivated by each other's charisma. It must be said that Kennedy has always been considered a womanizer. 
he takes after his father, Joseph Patrick Kennedy. That never stopped him from having favourites and being particularly intrigued by Marilyn Monroe. For a long time, he fantasised about the star, to the point of developing a sort of obsession towards her and displaying one of her photos on the wall of his hospital room in the spring of 1954, during a second surgical procedure on his back. As soon as they meet, rumors of an affair between Marilyn Monroe and John Kennedy begin to circulate. Truth? Falsehood? We don't know. But according to accounts, once elected on Tuesday, November 8, 1960, the young president distances himself from Marilyn for a while after a few romantic encounters. He cannot bear the idea of being criticized, as he is just beginning his career leading the country. But Marilyn is deeply missed by the president. So, a few months after his inauguration, and against the advice of his wife, Jacqueline Kennedy, he contacts her again with the fierce idea of seeing her once more. During the winter of 1961, a year later, the president succeeds in his plan. A grand reception warms up the winter season in the coastal city of Santa Monica, known as the endpoint of the legendary Route 66. Marilyn's arrival has something to do with it. As usual, the actress arrives looking fresh and vibrant, while the festivities are already in full swing. Alcohol flows freely, laughter fills the air, and the orchestra has already enticed many revelers onto the dance floor. When the star enters the immense marble room, the crowd of guests parts in her wake. Actress Arlene Dahl testifies, when Marilyn arrived, everything stopped. It was truly magical. I had never seen someone attract so much attention. It is actor Peter Lawford, the Kennedy brothers' brother-in-law, who hosts the event at his flamboyant residence. If he invites Marilyn Monroe, it is not only because he met her on a movie set, it is John Kennedy who asked him this favor. The president, delighted by her presence, declares with a smile, finally, you're here. What is not known when looking at Marilyn is that she's coming out of a depression following her divorce from Arthur Miller, her other love, a few months prior. 1961 is also the year of the release of the film The Misfits, with a screenplay by Arthur Miller. Yes, it's a lot. Yet, all people see in her is her striking beauty, and she's considered a naive doll, with no other asset than her appearance. Here, the value of a woman, or at least her capacity to reason, has no place to the point that nobody has yet tried to uncover what lies behind her dreamlike physique, endlessly commented upon. One day, a journalist even declares that her posterior reminds him of two little puppies fighting under a silk sheet. Ironically, this doesn't prevent the general public from reproaching her for using her beauty, especially after she posed nude in March 1952 to pay her rent, according to the star, triggering a flurry of criticism. John seizes the actress. He wants to finally talk to her. Robert Kennedy is also present. 
he joins the conversation. Both are surprised to discover that the actress is not just the ideal prey for fulfilling fantasies. This time, they truly discuss current topics together. They discover an adept and knowledgeable person in politics, as well as highly intelligent. Marilyn has been able to develop such mastery of the subject by entering the intellectual circle of her ex-husband. The actress spends a moment by the Atlantic Ocean with JFK. Together, they stroll along the palm-lined path and the ocean to the iconic Santa Monica Beach Pier. The wind blows through Marilyn's blonde hair. Flirtation is in the air. It must be said that the fine sand, the sunset, and the salty air bring a beautiful dose of romance to the scene. After this gallant moment, the star also talks with Robert about cinema. This time, Marilyn Monroe is not only connected to the leader of the country, thanks to such proximity to the two brothers, she gradually becomes part of the Kennedy family. She even gives her number to the President of the United States. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The next day, John Kennedy calls Marilyn Monroe. He bluntly proposes that she accompany him for a weekend in Palm Spring at his sister's, specifying that the First Lady will not be there. Honesty or cowardice? Regardless, Marilyn goes without hesitation. Upon her arrival in the charming California city, the sun is shining. She discovers a place whose beauty enchants her determined to have the same effect on the president. They meet for a first drink on North Palm Canyon Drive amidst lush tropical and desert vegetation. She is delighted to see from the shared enthusiasm of their reunion that her closeness with John Fitzgerald Kennedy has not dissipated. Together, they indulge in champagne and grow increasingly intimate. Their skins brush against each other and soon they fade away, giving free rein to the fire that consumes them. News spreads quickly. This proximity greatly displeases the First Lady. Discovering her husband's infidelities, okay. Seeing him grow closer and closer to an internationally renowned actress, that's more complicated. She feels disrespected and ridiculed. By the end of 1961, she threatens to divorce and reveal everything about her husband's affairs. And she is convinced that Marilyn plays a major role in them. Marilyn, 
confident in the strength of her connection with John Kennedy, doesn't back down. She calls the White House to confirm the rumors to Jacqueline Kennedy. The First Lady, confident in herself, doesn't lose face. She retorts, Marilyn, you're going to marry John, right? And you'll move into the White House in my place and deal with all the problems. Marilyn is convinced that John Kennedy is madly in love with her. After all, how could she feel such strong emotions for a man if they weren't reciprocated? No, she is sure that she is different to him. She matters to him even more than the mother of his children. She declares to everyone that John Kennedy will leave his wife to marry her. Concerned about his reputation, John Kennedy, far less certain, unequivocally denies it. You're not the first lady anyway, Marilyn. To give weight to his response, he asserts the same to his inner circle, including his friend Senator George Smathers. Could the president have dangled such a relationship in front of Marilyn to keep her ensnared, thinking, once again, that she's completely naive? Once again, to preserve his reputation, he slows down his relationship with Marilyn. Undeterred, Marilyn clings on, determined. She may not be able to see the president, fine. She will maintain a connection with him and the White House by forming a friendship with his brother, Robert. Daily calls multiply. Together, they discuss politics. But not just that, according to numerous gossip mongers. This, of course, gives rise to rumors of a love triangle, with Marilyn as the main protagonist. The culprits responsible for the chaos in the presidential family are none other than her and her seductive talents. Love duo, love triangle, who knows? One thing is certain, the romances of the actress from Some Like It Hot and the man at the helm of the United States occupy many minds and fuel conversations. That's why the paparazzi quickly latch on to the subject, leaving all ethics aside, especially when it comes to Marilyn. Thank you for listening to Love Me, Love Me Not, a Bababam production. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't hesitate to leave comments and ratings on all listening platforms. And all four episodes of the season are available in advance on Apple Podcasts, exclusively on the Bababam Plus channel.